Welcome to Mind Meets Body and Soul, a podcast that connects the dots between clinical mental health and spiritual holistic wellness. I'm Heather, a licensed clinical social worker and mental health guru. And I'm Devin, a Reiki master, spiritual teacher, and lover of all things woo-woo. We're here to discuss various wellness topics, highlighting the connection between the mind, body, and soul. We'll be offering nuggets of wisdom from each of our fields with the ultimate goal of bridging the gap between our two worlds. Whether you lean more into cognitive psychology or flow with the woo-woo waters, our intention is to help you prioritize yourself and unlock a fresh perspective to healing, growth, and expansion. We're so excited you're here. Let's jump in. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 17 of Mind Meets Body and Soul. This is Heather here, excited for another episode. Devin, how's it going? Hi, Heather. It is going well. I've had a busy weekend, so this day that we're recording is a Monday, kind of feels like my Sunday. been taking it a little bit slowly, but other than that, doing well. I know you and I both have a short week Mm -hmm. ahead of us. I have, um, I'm flying out on Thursday to Puerto Rico for a friend's bachelorette. And from what I remember, you also have a bachelorette that same weekend. Flying out Thursday morning as well. So I'll see you in the airport. (laughs) (laughs) Another synchronicity. (laughs) Right. And this one's for your sister's. Yep. Yeah. My sister's bachelorette. We leave on Thursday. We're heading to Charleston. Ah, nice. It'll be hot, just like Puerto Rico too, but beautiful places. And Devin, you mentioned today is like your Sunday because I know you had a busy weekend healing and working and lots of things going on for you this weekend. So catch us up to speed. What's been happening? I did exciting news to share. I, uh, this past weekend, taught and attuned my very first Reiki One student. That just means that as a Reiki master, I attuned another person to Reiki. So he is now a Reiki level one healer. And I had a very interesting, wild experience following that, that I I texted you about um, this plant medicine experience. And that's what I would like to bring into this episode, this experience that I had with this plant medicine journey and a few pieces of self-reflection that came from it. I am so curious, all ears, and like so ready and excited. I have literally no idea what any of this means, so I'm excited. (laughs) So plant medicine is a form of medicine or of healing where you are using products that are made from natural sources, plants, in a very contained way, oftentimes in ceremony. It's a very uh, sacred shamanic practice. And people use plant medicine for all different reasons, whether it's curing illnesses or in a more meditative practice to ground yourself, to connect with your inner truth, your inner knowing, your higher self or any sources of divinity. And Prior to this weekend, I had never had any experience with plant medicine in the ceremonial type way. One of my more recent clients and who turned out to be my student this weekend for Reiki level one, he is very well versed in the ceremonial practice of ayahuasca, of drinking ayahuasca. 
he is currently studying under his shaman and traveling around with him to various places, mostly in South America, to perform these ceremonies with other people. He is also trained to perform another form of plant medicine ceremony, and it's called rape or hape. And that similarly is a sacred shamanic medicine that's used by many tribes. And he was taught how to facilitate this ceremony with other people. So throughout this weekend, I'm teaching and training him in Reiki, teaching him the ancient wisdom of Reiki and how to practice Reiki healing. I bring in a client friend and also a fellow healer to be a body for him to practice on, practice Reiki on. And then at the end of yesterday's training, he offered to facilitate this rape plant medicine ceremony. Have you ever heard of rape too or hape? No, Mm-mm. no, no, that one's new to me. Okay. So rape is essentially tobacco and it's not the same kind of tobacco that's smoked in cigarettes, but it's a more highly concentrated and also shamanic form of tobacco to be used for healing properties. And as I said, in meditation and spiritual exploration. And I know I'm sounding super woo-woo here, so just bear with me. But in this ceremony that involves two people, the facilitator, the shaman, the practitioner is guiding you through this kind of meditative experience with instruments and in the very South American way, chanting and singing and song. And in this ceremony, the rape is blown high up into the recipient's nostrils with a pipe. And the purpose of the blow of this tobacco is to just immediately focus the mind. And it just grounds you in a way where you are so in your body and also experiencing this openness of your mind to where you are connecting with your higher self, you're connecting with your guides and whatever intuition comes through for you. Are you bearing with me so far? Yes, I am. And I'm like giggling because it's like so your world, but I I am following you. (laughs) It's so my world. And I appreciate you, um, you know, encouraging me to bring this type of conversation into this space. Mm -hmm. That's what we have this podcast here for. And um, I'm I'm really excited to share this, this, share about this experience with people. And disclosure, this is not me encouraging everybody to go out and give plant medicine a try. This is simply for me to just share an experience that I had. And bearing with me here, you'll find that there's a lot that came through that I think we're going to be able to offer in this episode on the findings and the, the experiences that I had. So leading up to this this experience, as he is describing, and, and my friend also is joining me too, so the two of us are experiencing this ceremony for the very first time. And as he's explaining it in the process of shooting this tobacco up our nose, like right away, I'm like, the heck is this? Like, And he's telling me that it's it's likely going to burn. I'm like, this sounds so unpleasant, but okay. You know, I, I, at this point, like I trust that the things that are coming into my world, especially in this field of healing is going to have really great benefit on me. And here he was openly accepting my training and my teachings of 
Reiki healing. And I was then very interested in taking that student role and learning about a different form of healing that he is well-versed in. So my friend goes first and he, he guides us through this, um, meditative space where he's playing some music and incorporating some South American chanting and instrument playing. And my eyes are closed. I'm setting an intention. And that intention for me is to ground and to receive whatever it is I meant to receive. And as he's going Mm -hmm. through this beginning, this initial ceremony, I visualize or I see, start to see all of these little like fireflies just flying around. And then this sentence, guide me back home. And it was very beautiful. My friend goes first where she's getting this tobacco blown up her nose and I'm listening for the reaction. I can feel my heart pounding. I can feel my body just being like, oh my gosh, what are we getting ourselves into? What's going on? And I hear her go through the process and she just takes it all in very beautifully, very calmly to the point where I'm like, okay, whew didn't sound that bad over there. I can do this. It's kind of that like anticipation. Um, I, I equate it to that anticipation of like receiving like a shot or getting an ear piercing. Yep. And so he comes over to me and, and he had said beforehand too, like there may be a really uncomfortable like burning in your nostrils, of course, because you're getting tobacco shot up there. But he said, it's really important to go through the the whole process, meaning having the tobacco in both nostrils. So he comes over to me and is going through the ceremonial part of it and then guiding the pipe up to my left nostril. And he shoots the the rape into my left nostril. And right away, this intense burning happens in my nostrils, in my throat. All of a sudden, I start coughing. It is a pretty unpleasant experience and not at all like the one that my friend seemed to be having over on my right side at first. (laughs) And I could hear the voices right away in my head, one part being like, this is horrible, or why didn't she have the same experience? But then as he was getting ready to do the second nostril, I heard very clearly, and this is how I know this is like the voice of my higher self. And it was just embrace it, embrace the burn, embrace the experience So he does the second nostril and I handle it a little bit more smoothly. And I feel immediately the biggest high I've ever felt. And I don't necessarily mean that in like the drug inducing high from, you know, the conventional drugs that are used here per se, Mm -hmm. but I mean that in a very spiritual way all of a sudden, and I can, my body's like reliving this experience where I feel, I could feel the tingling all the way up my arms and my hands. And all of a sudden there was nothing going on in my mind. It was just very like clear and blank. And the only thing that was there was this experience that I was having. And like, you know, Heather, how we talk about like that chatter, that incessant chatter that goes on in your mind 24 seven, it feels like. Mm-hmm. Yep. All of that was just gone. And it was just pure presence. And let me tell you, for me, Mm -hmm. it was not, it was very uncomfortable. My body was not feeling great. It was like almost too much of a high in that moment for me, it being my very first experience. And so then my student turned rape facilitator, he's going and he's going through with the ceremony of playing music instruments, whatnot. 
and I'm sitting there and I'm just having this experience of like being really uncomfortable in my body because I think my Mm. body was like, all right, what the heck is going on? And in the beginning of the ceremony, he had told us that it's best to hold in the medicine for as long as you can, you know, without blowing your nose, without drinking it, without drinking and clearing or without throwing it up because he said that also would be a possibility. And so I'm having this internal conversation where ego self and my body were kind of like fighting the experience. And then there was another part of me that was like, embrace it. It's all good. Surrender to it. And that's what came through strongly was this element of surrender. And then there was a moment where I felt like I couldn't consciously hold it in any longer. And I got up from my seat and just immediately purged, just immediately let it all out. From an outsider perspective, there's probably no appealing thing about this. Like I'm like hands and knees in the dirt, in the soil, like on the on the grass in the dirt, it's raining down on top of me and I'm just like letting everything out. And then feeling just like the buzziness of my body and sitting in this dirt and just taking it all in. And it, and it was in that moment that I have never felt so vulnerable before, but in a very beautiful way. It was the biggest act of surrender that I think I've experienced so far in my life. And again, the voices in my head, there's the ego voice going, oh, oh my goodness, I can't believe that they just saw me do that, that I'm now just sitting in this grass having this experience. You know, how embarrassing. Whereas at the same time, there is the higher self voice in me that's saying, it's all good. This is exactly the experience that you're meant to have right now. It's all good. What you're saying reminds me so much like of, we've talked before about how Brene Brown talks about being vulnerable and how that's like so courageous. Like I'm picturing this extremely, not to use the same word again, but extremely vulnerable Devin but also like so courageous to do this thing you know nothing about and be in this state where you're like, everything's uncomfortable, at least it sounds. And like, you're still persevering and you're still like willing to like embrace the ick or the hardness or all of the things that are literally like coming up and coming out for you. Yeah. Yeah. Beautifully said. Thank you. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what it felt like. And then, you know, after, I mean, it's just like I mentioned with the, like right before you, right before you feel the pinch of like the needle, um, if you're getting a shot or an ear piercing or the roller coaster, it's like that moment after is the experience. And like, that's what you're going there for. Right. I guess getting a shot is not exactly the best example to use here because it's not like you're getting like a pleasant experience out of that. But you know what I mean? Like with a roller coaster, you have the anticipation and then the initial one is scary. Mm -hmm. And then you're on this roller coaster ride and you're having fun all of a sudden you're laughing, you're, you're, you're laughing, you're smiling. And that's kind of what it felt like with this. It was this really uncomfortable experience. But when I just surrendered to what this medicine had to show me or tell me, it was a really beautifully grounding experience. Here I am now sitting bottom and bare feet in the grass. It's raining on me and nothing matters in this moment except for what I am experiencing like internally, clear-minded, body just kind of pulsing. 
And what it reminded me of too, when I caught myself like thinking about my friend and this other person who was sharing this same exact experience, it brought up the conversation that you and I had about duality. Here, we're having this experience, two people receiving the exact same medicine, you know, at the same time and having two wildly different experiences. I mean, she was calm as anything, staying on that couch. Mm -hmm. And I was, as we just said, purging, releasing it all, rolling around in the dirt. (laughs) And yet both experiences were beautiful and perfect. You know, there was no like, she did it right, I did it wrong, or this is how it was supposed to happen. It wasn't supposed to happen for her. That's the the concept of that duality is like two things can be true at the same exact time. Two polar opposite things can be true and right and beautiful at the same time. And I think that that's just very interesting that that this experience came about following these conversations that we've been having on duality. And that's such a healing perspective too, or for you to be able to recognize that like both of these things are like valid and beautiful at the same time, because I imagine your ego Debbie in there probably would have been like, Hey, look at her. Like she's so Zen. This looks so like amazing. And I'm over here, like you said, rolling around in the dirt and purging. And like, it's easy for us, I think, to go to that place of ego and comparison. And that's not helpful, nor was that what this experience was about for you or intended to be for you. So I'm glad to hear you say that like you were able to hold on to and balance both of those realities. That's such a good point there. And I, uh, let me tell you too, like, again, those two voices were very much there. It was very much like, again, how embarrassing she didn't have this experience. Like, did I do it wrong? But then as we've talked about, like becoming a master of these voices, it's like, knowing which voice to listen to. Our ego is going to be the more judgmental, the more analytical one. Again, it's a defense mechanism. Whereas the higher self voice or your your more authentic aligned voice is going to say, it's perfect the way that it is. You experienced it exactly the way that you were going to experience it. Keep in mind too, your bodies are totally different. You know, your um, intentions for what, you, for what you wanted to experience were totally different. She had potentially set a very different intention for me, whereas my intention was very much grounding and then receiving whatever it was I was meant to receive. And then hearing this thought in my head of guiding me back home, it was like in this moment, I was, it didn't really matter what was going on around me. This was my experience. And the way it was, was perfect. And so there's so many elements to that that came up. And I mentioned to you right before we started this recording of potentially making this a two-part episode, but focusing solely on one piece of this episode today around the theme of surrender. And as we just talked about, there were so many aspects to surrender there. There's that vulnerability aspect. I would love to hear your input on this too. There was this aspect of surrender where we had two very defined roles at the beginning of the weekend. I was the master and the teacher. He was the student, the recipient of my teaching. And then very beautifully and almost naturally too, like we surrendered those roles and allowed ourselves to switch roles to the point where he's the practitioner, the facilitator, the teacher, and I am the student and the recipient of his wisdom. 
It's funny that as you're talking about this, because when you mentioned this topic and like you used the word surrender, I don't know, it like stirred something up for me. I think because I was thinking of surrender as a negative thing, as like a, like a victim almost, like I was forced to surrender. I'm giving up. I think Mm. that's what it was. Like I was picturing like waving the white flag, giving up type of surrender. But while you're talking now, I'm reframing surrender as a choice, as an opportunity and as a place to grow. I think that's, this is like a stuck point that I have in therapy with my own therapist, Julia, shout out Julia. Um, It's hard for me to like, I want things to be fair. I want to be in control. So surrender, I think that brought all that up to me. But now when you're saying it, I'm able to see it as an opportunity. And if it's a choice, then I think there's a lot more power there And I'd like to hear more about like all of the rest of this, but that's kind of just like, as you're talking, I'm like, I started out feeling one way and now I'm getting to a different place of like reframing what surrender even means. Hmm. I love that. Yeah. And I would love to explore this because that was just one example. And in reflecting about this experience and this aspect of surrender, it's surrendering the roles that we think that we have to be in, right? Just because you're the therapist, just because I'm the teacher doesn't also mean that we can't surrender that role. And by surrender, I mean like let go of that in a moment and be on the opposite end, the receiving end. You going to therapy and then switching that role of from being therapist to now being client with your therapist is a surrender of your own role. So that's one, one example that I had experience of surrender is like we think that we especially as adults, we think that we have this very specific role and we take comfort in that role, right? Like along the way you've learned or you've taken on the role of wife and everything that wife means for that specific role. When people become parents, they take on that role of dad, of mom, and all of the like conditions or expectations or stereotypes that come along with that role. And I I think that oftentimes we then feel hesitant to let go of these like self-imposed or societal imposed expectations of what we are supposed to do or look like or how we're supposed to think being in that role. Does that make sense? No, it does. It makes a lot of sense. And I think that I'm hearing like acceptance in what you're saying. I'm hearing that it's a, it's a choice. So there's like this active moment you said earlier too, that like you were having those ego thoughts and that like Debbie was up in there, like rambling on and on. And I think like you're at a point at any given moment, there's always this narrative in our head and there's probably two narratives, right? There's the ego narrative. That's like, Oh my gosh, I can't do this. This is so hard. This is so uncomfortable. This is too much for me. Like tap out. I'm over it. And then there's the other side that was saying like, embrace it. And the surrender is just you choosing to like turn the volume down on the ego and turn the volume down on Debbie and turn the volume up on your higher self and surrender to and accept and acknowledge that like, this is what's happening right now. I don't have to again, like it or want to like be comfortable here, but this is what it is. Mm, And you were just like there in it. Yeah. And with that too, it was very much in it. 
and surrender to the experience and surrendered to the expectations that we have. And that's another big piece of surrender that I find is oftentimes going into any experience, we have an expectation for how something is or should or how we want it to go. And surrendering to an expectation is letting it unfold how it's going to, right? It's that control piece. We, we want to have control over every single scenario. If I were able to control that situation, I for sure would not have had that burning sensation in my throat. I for sure would not be on my hands and knees purging on the ground as it's raining down on me. But surrendering to an experience is allowing it to unfold for you in the way that it's going to, and sometimes in a way that's better than you ever could have expected or planned out yourself. Right. Like if we are trying to control something, we're trying to guarantee the outcome. And in doing that, we often feel like more safe, but we're missing out on what could be or what we don't know, or like the excitement of just kind of like flowing with whatever it is. Yeah. And and that's something that, you know, when we, when you and I talk about that um, openness piece, when it comes to spirituality, when it comes to trusting that, you know, the universe or that other people are there for you, supporting you, guiding you along the way, like that element of surrender is a huge piece to that. And I think that there's so much interconnectedness as we've been finding with every single conversation that we've had in order to surrender to an experience, to an expectation, to a feeling, there has to be some foundational groundwork of trust and of acceptance. Yeah, the openness piece, I think, is really important too, right? Because like you have to trust, you have to accept, you have to be willing to be open to what I don't know. I'm trying to control this this route and I know what's going to happen. I'm trying to predict and dictate what's going to happen. But if we're going to choose the other path, we have to be open. We have to trust that like I don't know what's out there, but I'm choosing to trust and be open to it regardless. Yes, and let me tell you, I am not coming to this episode being a master or an expert on surrendering because every single time that I think I have learned to surrender, universe, my body, my higher self shows me how to surrender even more. And that's what this experience brought for me this past weekend was another level of surrendering that I had not previously experienced in, in the past. And it just brought so much insight to the the point that like, we may never know how to fully surrender, right? Because we are human beings living in this world where, you know, plans do have to be made and we do have to make choices and decisions and we can't always just let things, life happen around without our, any of our control. But the more that we can lean into that aspect of surrender, the more I think that we will find ourselves in this place of greater peace and groundedness and to bring in you know your perspective on surrendering then not anything related to this plant medicine experience but in the work that you do with clients what does that act of surrender look like it's a lot of what you're saying it's a lot of acceptance it's a lot of openness it's building it's probably more like foundational work in that like we have to 
slow down. We have to see what are the things that are coming up for you. You were talking earlier about letting go of control. And I think people underestimate how much grief work comes with letting go of control, grieving expectations. Like I think there's a lot of feeling that we have to do in the work in getting clients to a place where they're doing surrender work. Acceptance, I think, is kind of like that synonym for what you were saying. I really didn't know going into this episode what I was going to offer other than like that sometimes surrender might suck and be hard. But I do think like the flip side or the synonyms here are acceptance, openness, trust, and grief work, like feeling the things that are coming up for us and why. I think the grief piece identifies our stuck points and then we feel our way through them and then we move Mm -hmm. forward and then we have another stuck point where like I want to be in control of everything well why because it makes me feel safe well okay like let's let's surrender to safety and not again and ever in a dangerous way but like what like let's play out various different scenarios so I think it's a lot of uh, I think surrender is a lot of different things and it all depends on the person but acceptance trust, grief, openness, choice. There's a lot of different things that would play out. Mm, Thank you. Yeah. I feel like you just mentioned that grief aspect too, that I hadn't even really thought of. Yeah. There, there must be a lot of grief that comes with this act of surrender too, because as you said, you hear surrender and you think of like giving up. It's a very like defeated place to be in. And in the ego sense, yeah, it might seem like that when you when you say you when you surrender, it's like I give up. Oh, I I'm I don't know what to do, so I'm just gonna let somebody else take the reins or take the wheel on it. But in the spiritual sense, surrender is a really I'm finding that surrender is a really beautiful act of trust and of acknowledging that you, the human who's supposedly, you know, or who is this great master, teacher, therapist, mother, father, whatever, CEO of a company doesn't actually know everything. And there's so much more to learn and there's so much more to experience. And it's in that acknowledgement and acceptance that you're able to surrender and experience something so much greater. I mean, this conversation alone reminds me of how I've grown since getting to know you. I think since like day one where we were joking in episode one about like this whole process of getting the podcast up and going and you were flowing and I was like here trying to control things and dictate things. So that brings me fast forward here to episode 17 And we're again redefining, like I used to see surrender as this passive thing where I'd have to just give up and lose control to now I'm seeing surrender as like a choice to actively pursue something different and healing and doing all of these different things. So like it kind of just is like a full circle moment that I'm having because of this experience. I'm like kind of like um, on the coattails of your uh, experience, I'm like, learning things in the sidecar. It's fun. 
I love that. And similarly too, I love the ways that I get to bring this topic to you and ask you for your thoughts on it. And especially in your realm of therapy, what that looks like. And I love that you brought up this element of grief because it wasn't something that I had thought about prior to this episode, but it so perfectly ties into this second aspect that was also a part of this experience that we're not going to have time to go into in this episode, but I think would be a great opportunity to extend into a part two of next week's episode. And that is the topic of identity and Mm. the grieving that comes with this aspect of identity of figuring out who am I and, you know, what's my place in this world? Yeah, I love that. I think that'll be really fun. And I'm excited. This is our first part one, part two episode. I think it was really cool to learn about another new type of healing. And I'm excited. I always love when my clients come to you for Reiki sessions and then bring us things back or they experiment with different like exposure work outside of our therapy sessions and bring it back and then we can process it. So that's what this is reminding me of. Like you went and had this amazing opportunity and experience and then like we'll sit together here and process it in two different parts. So cool. I'm excited. Exactly. Yeah, me too. And as always, thank you for the ways in which you give me space or hold space for me to share some of these seemingly way out there experiences. Um, I always find it beautiful that no matter what, we can find a connection, many connections that just go to show that the experiences that I'm having in like my world are really not all that different from the experiences that you're having in your world. Yeah, so true. We're all connected and that's what we're here to talk about. So happy to hold space for you anytime. And with that, I think that's a perfect way to end the episode. It is your turn this week, I believe, to look up at your vision board, find what speaks to you. What do you have for us? Could you see me smiling? Yeah. (laughs) As soon as I looked up, my eyes immediately went to, I have this picture of two hands and there's like a heart in between them. And then right above it, it says the word unlocked and unlocked was exactly what my eyes just like I immediately dart into. So I think that's pretty cool. Pretty cool indeed. Yeah. We are constantly unlocking like new findings or new connections here. We unlocked for you this concept of surrender, unlocked a new understanding or a a new perspective on Mm -hmm. surrender. Yeah. Pretty cool. Well, this was another really great episode, a fun one, a really cool one, educational. I learned a lot, so I'm excited for part two next week, and we'll see what comes of that. So thanks, Devin. Thanks, everybody, for listening in. Thank you, Heather, and bye, everybody. We'll see you next week for part two of this plant medicine experience. See ya. Bye. We are so glad that you took the time to share this space with us. We'll be releasing new episodes of Mind Meets Body and Soul every Tuesday, so be sure to give us a follow and share this podcast with those you love. To connect with us and join our communities, head to the show notes where you'll find our contact information and individual websites. Until next week, stay grounded, keep growing, and trust that everything you seek is unfolding for you.